Hello, and welcome to another episode of Point of Insanity Game Studios Geekery in General Podcast. I am Al, and today I'm going to take you on another bargain bin adventure. Today's bargain bin adventure is Final Fantasy XIII for the Xbox 360. Now, I have a little bit of familiarity with this game, not actually playing it. I mean, I do have to confess that this is going to be my first time actually playing a 3D Final Fantasy game. Now, I've been playing Final Fantasy games for many years, but so far the ones that I've been playing have been limited to the 2D ones, like Final Fantasy 1, Final Fantasy uh, 1 and 2 for the Dawn of Souls, for the the Game Boy. Uh, also, I played a couple of the original Game Boy Final Fantasy games. I've also played, of course, Final Fantasy 4, Final Fantasy 4 The After Years, Final Fantasy 6, and Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Now, I'd seen friends play 3D Final Fantasy games, but as I said, this is my first time actually being behind the controller and playing one. I know a little bit about some of the characters and story of Final Fantasy XIII because of a cell phone game I play called Final Fantasy Record Keeper. Now the premise behind Record Keeper is uh, the main character is named Tyro. He's a historian who works under Dr. Mog in the Hall of Records. And one day they notice that the paintings, which are depicting scenes from all the games of the Final Fantasy series start to turn black so he has to go into the paintings and he has to try to find out what's causing this and he you know he has to complete different levels and when he does he restores one of the records so it's an interesting little game it does have in-app purchases unfortunately it's very easy to uh, spend a lot of money on that game I've read on the forums of people who have spent like two three hundred dollars even up to four or five hundred on that game and I can't imagine that I mean I don't have any problem paying a little bit for in-app purchases you know just because if I'm playing a game for free you know I have no problem kicking a few dollars to the developers but I cannot imagine spending that much but hey if you can spend five hundred dollars on a cell phone game and still have enough money left over to pay your bills then well, good for you. That you're probably have more disposable income than I do. So we're watching the opening cutscene here, and again, I do recognize the characters: uh, Lightning, Vanille, Saz, Snow, Hope, and Fang. I've played quite a bit of the Final Fantasy sections on this, and with uh, Record Keeper, it's not really a role-playing game. I I would consider it more strategy. Uh, when you go into a dungeon. Each character can choose two abilities, and the abilities would be things like classic Final Fantasy spells like Cure and you know Lightning, uh, Fire, etc. And then you get one weapon, one piece of armor, and one accessory per character. Also, one of the big strategic elements of Record Keeper is record synergy, where if you take something from Final Fantasy 6 into the world of Final Fantasy 4, it's just going to have its normal properties. However, if you were to take a weapon from Final Fantasy 6 into a Final Fantasy 6 world, then you would 
uh, actually be quite a bit stronger. So uh, that's what you have to, you know, really be kind of aware of there. So, okay, I'll just keep everything default. And we're going to start a new game here. So hopefully this will be worth the few dollars I paid for it. I've heard kind of mixed reviews about this game where there's some people who uh, list it as not bad, but could be better. And uh, Screw Attack did a list where they actually labeled it as one of the worst. The then again, a lot of people think that... Oops, cutscene. The beginning of the end. And that's Vanille talking, I believe. Why one of the criticisms of Vanille is supposedly she has a really annoying voice. <laughs> but, uh, like I was saying, then again, a lot of people think Final Fantasy Mystic Quest is a terrible game, but I really enjoyed it, so who knows? Maybe I'll like Final Fantasy 13, maybe I won't. I was kind of surprised when I saw that it's actually a three-disc set. I never played an Xbox game that had three discs on it, so it must be pretty big and epic. And we're riding a train to somewhere. You serious? As I recall. Quiet. Whoops. Best of so luck. Saz. Not sure how his name's pronounced. And Lightning. So they're our main two characters we start with here. Maybe one of the reasons that I've been kind of adverse to playing Final Fantasy games past six is, hey, a baby Chocobo, is it started to move away from the traditional fantasy I've, you know, come to know and love. It's like Final Fantasy seven uh, started introducing more of the sci-fi elements. Final Fantasy VI moved a bit away from fantasy. That had some steam tech elements in it, but I wouldn't call it a steampunk game by any stretch of the imagination. Probably should have been listening to what they were saying instead of talking over the cutscene, but oh well. Yeah, uh, it's weird seeing a Final Fantasy game where we've got this high-tech future. And rocket launchers! So I wonder if you get to equip rocket launchers later in this game. I suppose if you've got a game with flying dragon-like things and spaceships and magic, being able to equip a rocket launcher probably is not beyond the realm of possibility. Nice cutscene for the intro so far. But when do I get to the gameplay? Hey, big robotic thing. Another robotic thing. Oh, actually, I recognize that. That's one of the uh, first bosses you fight in uh, the Final Fantasy 13 realms in Record Keeper. Something Warmech. 
Okay, so are we going to fight now? Waiting, now loading. Okay, here we go. Nice grim look of determination on Lightning's eyes there. Kind of an interesting way to throw you right into the story, I guess. Okay, so we're starting our fight. Okay, what do I do? Active time battle, yes. Okay, tutorial. I suppose I should probably do the tutorial because I've never played this before and I haven't read the manual. Yes, I'm well aware of ABT. Characters perform actions by expending charged ABT gauge segments. Seems kind of complex. I mean, I I always liked the older Final Fantasy games where you just had the little menu and selected whether you wanted to do a fight or use a special move or cast a spell or whatever. Auto battle, okay. Choose target. Okay, when fighting multiple enemies, select your target using black and white. Okay, which buttons are those? Oh, I see those. Not buttons. The uh, controller joysticks. Duh. <laughs> Only able to control lightning. Yeah, that's one of the. That is one of the main criticisms that I've heard of this game is that uh, you only get to control one actual character where uh, the AI controls the uh, the other one and I was reading on one of the uh, record keeper forums let's try an ability let's try a blitz I can't see the, the screen things here because they're pretty small do I have any items a potion and again this is just because uh, I'm doing this on my computer screen and it's kind of small but one of the complaints I heard someone on one of the Final Fantasy Record Keeper forums say is that the the computer-controlled AI is kind of like a newbie in an MMO. Not so tough now, huh? Hey, that wasn't like a challenge now, all right? Hey! <laughs> yeah, yeah, big mouth, Saz. Or Saz, I don't know. Really I don't know how it's pronounced. Well, the game certainly looks beautiful. That's kind of cool. Little baby Chekabo. Wonder what he's gonna do in the story. So I am certainly curious to see how this is gonna play out compared to other. Final Fantasy uh, games. It's like I said, with the 3D, I know they're trying to do. Um, you're trying, to, of course, they're trying new things to take advantage of, you know, more improving technology. And I mean, certainly graphically, it shows. I mean, graphically, it's gorgeous. 
Um, kind of weird feeling only being able to control one player. Uh, as I was saying before the we went to the cutscene, I should probably take a potion soon because I'm starting to get a little low on life there. One of the guys was complaining that uh, sometimes the AI is more like a, a new player in a in a an MMO because they'll do things like they'll cast Isuna on you instead of Kira when you're low on hit points. And uh, for those who maybe aren't up on some of the terminology of the later Final Fantasy games, Asuna's like your cure-all spell. It would be equivalent to like say remedy. Yeah, we're okay. I'm here. What the heck? Use a potion. Asuna. Hey, finished my first battle. What? Only four stars? I thought I did okay. So that's interesting. So it times you on your how long you take in battles. But yeah, as I was saying, uh, Asuna would be equivalent to like remedy in Final Fantasy VI, where. It heals all status ailments like blindness or poison or slow or whatnot. Or in some of the earlier fantasy, Final Fantasy games, you'd have to have a specific spell for blind, a specific spell for poison, and so on. We did it. That was a pretty cool move with the sword the there. <laughs> soldier. I mean, you are sanctum, aren't you? What are you doing trying to stop the purge? Why don't you tell me that? I was a soldier. Hey, where do you think you're going? Man. Chocobo, we just can't catch a break, can we? Yeah, that's a good question. So, so far, Lightning's kind of reminding me of Sailies from Final Fantasy VI. I'm getting too old for this. Because she's... Seems like she was uh, some sort of soldier position in an army and walked away from it. Also a strong female character, and which is always good, because I know we don't always see a lot of strong female characters. Oh, another tutorial. Camera control scheme. Okay, we'll just do that, so just use the standard, I guess. So, it's... What the... Dialogue updated. Or data log, okay. Well, I'm not really going to go through all this, just going to, like I said, doing a... Okay, so we can look around. Now, I've played a few 3D... Uh, role-playing games before. The one that comes to mind is the Final Fantasy, not, sorry, not Final Fantasy, the uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Okay, how do I get to my menu screen? Do I have a menu? Sub-menu, okay. Okay, probably don't really have any other equipment, so don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like I said, graphically, looks definitely looks really nice. Okay, so we have these little automated kiosks, apparently, kind of like uh, it, kind of like in Knights of the Old Republic. Unicorn Mart, okay. Most I'd said Unicron, but that's Transformers. Let's see. Phoenix down, always helpful to have. Do I? I don't have enough gill. 
back, buy some potions. Many and various enemies stalk the roads that you must travel upon entering an enemy's detection radius. The mini-map in the upper right-hand corner of the screen will flash in warning. Okay, so that's... Looks like it takes a cue from a lot of the games we started seeing after the uh, game started going into the 16-bit era. You know, of course, you know a lot of the older role-playing games, um, you, you, know, you never knew when an enemy was going to attack you. Now, of course, there were exceptions during the 16-bit era. Uh, one of them that I can name off the top of my head would be uh, Earthbound, where you saw the enemies walking around on the screen, and then, you, you know, you could touch them, and I think Super, uh, Super Mario RPG did that as well. What is this over here? You tell me, I have no idea! I have no idea what that is, either, so... I don't know, there's nothing necessarily wrong with those games where you can see where the enemies are. I think that the advantages, like I said, as when I did my episode on Mystic Quest, if you know where the enemies are, you can, you know, try to take time to prepare yourself for the battle, whereas uh, part of the problem with uh, not being able to see is you could just be walking along, then all of a sudden, whoop, there's an encounter. Now, I suppose one of the other things that is kind of an advantage of doing it this way, where you can see the enemies, is it makes it a little less random than your traditional RPGs. Uh, that's one of the things that I know a lot of people complain about with, you know, older games like Final Fantasy and uh, Dragon Warrior. Sometimes it's like, it seems you can't take two steps without getting attacked. I mean, Final Fantasy IV of the After Years was really bad about that, where, like I said, there were times where it seemed... Like I said, every, like, five, three to five steps, here's another combat. Which isn't entirely a bad thing if all I want to do is just level up. But, let's I have no idea how I did that or what I did. But like I was saying, uh, there's nothing necessarily wrong with uh, having a high counter rate, but it is kind of a pain in the butt when you are trying to, you know, get somewhere, just like get to the next save point so you can save your game because maybe you gotta get to work or maybe you gotta, you know, go out and do some shopping or go to your weekly role-playing game session, whatever. One of the things that I liked about Earthbound is, again, it, as I mentioned before, it had the the same principle behind it where you could see where the enemies were. But once you got to a certain level, if the game realized that you were strong enough that you would pretty much be able to uh, decimate the enemy without breaking a sweat, then what the game would do is, as soon as you touch the enemy, it would give you your experience because, and it wouldn't make you fight the battle. Because obviously... You know, if you've been playing the game for a few hours, once you go back to the earlier stages of the game, there's no point in having you fight stray dogs and crows because you're going to destroy them. Okay, let's see what this bouncy ball is. Is it kind of like a treasure chest?
so far the game is actually making a pretty positive impression on me. As I said, it looks good. I do like the music. We're taking on trained soldiers. Better to die than get sent to Pulse. It's hell Yeah, well, hell's not sounding too bad. Because this place ain't exactly paradise. Domesticated peacekeepers. Nothing to worry about. Maybe not for a soldier girl, but... Says you. Trying to say, hey, hey, hey! <laughs> Saz seems like the kind of person who would probably rather not get into fights. Let's see what my status is. Do we need to heal up? Yeah, HP looks fine, so probably don't need to really heal up here. Let's just charge right in. Okay, I have no idea how I did that blitz. I mean, I know in Final Fantasy Record Keeper, it's a soul break where after you take a certain amount of damage or perform a certain number of actions, you get to have the option to do unleash your soul break. And that's one of hers, which is actually quite useful for a basic soul break, is it attacks all the enemies. Um, and one of the things about the soul breaks is each character starts out with, you know, a default one, which... Some of them are okay, some of them are nearly useless, but as you gain equipment in Final Fantasy Record Keeper, sometimes you'll get really good equipment that'll have a, a unique soul break. Um, for example, in Record Keeper uh, Saz, I have one of his weapons, the 42S, which is a handgun that uh, gives him a default soul break called Boon, which gives everyone haste and shell two very useful abilities. Is that the TARDIS? I almost thought that would look like, kind of like a TARDIS. But some of the uh, weapons and stuff that you find have what are called shared soul breaks, which basically means anyone can use them, so that's helpful. I believe Final Fan... Well, actually, Final Fantasy VI, I believe, first introduced the soul breaks when you were critically low on HP... Sometimes you would perform a really powerful attack, but they were very rare. I've seen Sobbins and uh, Locks. I don't think I've seen anyone else's. Like, I think Sobbins was called like Tiger Break, where he just rushes and attacks someone. And then uh, Locks was called, I think, Mirage Dive. It's over here. Oh, apparently, not only can you shop, but you can save here. I do like this concept. It is kind of interesting uh, where it looks like... I mean, I'm assuming as you advance in the game, you unlock different stores that you can go to to, to buy stuff. So, that's actually kind of cool. Okay, just the same thing. So, Well, I think what I'm going to do is I am going to save my game. And I think we're going to call it an episode here. Of course, with role-playing games, one of the things about them for good or ill is they do take a lot of time. And as I've gotten older and just more, you know, just gotten busier with being a parent and having a full-time job and, you know, doing my stuff for Point of Insanity Game Studio on the side, it's kind of hard for me to sometimes sit down and, you know, play... A role-playing game for a couple of hours 
because that's one of the things I know a lot of people complain about with RPGs and why they're not really for the casual gamer is sometimes, yeah, you do have to spend a couple hours walking around in circles, getting into random encounters, so that way you can, you know, level up and have enough uh, HP or levels or whatnot to meet the challenges ahead. So thanks again for listening. If you are listening to the audio version of this podcast and would like to see the video of it, please go to Point of Insanity Game Studios YouTube channel. And of course, if you are watching this on YouTube and if you would like to take the audio with you, please go to podbean.com and look up Point of Insanity Game Studio and you can download the episodes there. Uh, Also, episodes are available through iTunes as well. Please feel free to visit the Point of Insanity Game Studio page on Facebook. Uh, Feel free to stop by, leave comments, like the page. I do appreciate it. And uh, thanks for watching. Have a good evening or morning or afternoon, whatever it is, wherever you are. And happy gaming.